You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Today's episode, I'm interviewing a almost a, a semi famous person, uh, at least on the online world, uh, known as an influencer, known as a socialite, someone who's got a nice following on Instagram. And he was kind enough to grace us with his presence on the podcast. His name is Justin Ross Lee, and he has some interesting stories to tell. And if you just go to his Instagram and see what he's all about, you're going to see that he lives a very interesting life and a picture is a thousand words. So you're going to see a lot of very interesting things that he has been up to. And it's cool that we were able to chat on the podcast and talk about the importance of creating an online persona. So if you are on Instagram and you are interested in trying to make your Instagram look better or any other social media that is relevant of the time, he is going to give you some secrets, some tips on how to be able to do that. And he's got some really cool techniques to do it. So I'm glad that he was able to share those with us on today's episode. And what's really cool is he's got a very interesting way of looking at the world, right? So he does things that are more counterintuitive to be able to get some results in his life. And he's going to share some of those things. So pretty cool to be able to talk to him about that. Now, really quickly, I wanted to uh, mention that there have been people who have been writing reviews for the podcast on iTunes, and it's been awesome to hear from people. It's really great to to see people's comments. And like I said, I always want to give shout outs to people who have been leaving reviews on the podcast. And I'm going to do that right now with a guy who left a, a really not so nice review. Ah, you thought I was going to say a nice review, but no, this is a not so nice review. And uh, I think it's this really interesting and I have to call him out even though I don't think he's listening because he is unsubscribed from the podcast. So he says, with one star. Four to five minutes at the beginning of every podcast. That's his um his oh it doesn't doesn't his self doesn't say the whole thing here. Um I'm guessing is he's saying self-promotion. So that's his title. He says I unsubscribed just because I literally cannot listen to every podcast, starting with the same BS about how great his program is. I think you should look into how to make effective podcasts, how to make he should look into how to make effective podcasts, interesting, and put the promo in the middle and make it shorter. Well, Lemonic 316, no. I'm going to do uh, whatever I want because I am here giving you podcasts that you actually don't pay a cent for and giving you tons of value, which by the way, I love to do or else I wouldn't be doing this podcast. And of course, it does promote a lot of the things that I help with guys, right? So I have my hooked program. I also have my coaching program. I'd be doing a disservice to everyone if I didn't decide to do the podcast, but as well as promote the things that can help guys even more. You're acting as if it's all for me. Like when a guy signs up for coaching, it's all, are you kidding? Of course not. Guys are so happy they signed up for coaching. You know, every guy who signs up with me is just so pumped that they are getting the chance to really work on themselves and the results they get, they're so happy that this was an opportunity. 
So, and the same thing with you, by the way, you got to think about this in terms of meeting women. A lot of guys will think this exact way. They'll think, well, you know, I don't want to go over to that girl because, you know, or no, they'll say this. They'll say, I don't want to ask the girl out. Like they'll go up to the girl, talk to her. And it's like, why didn't you ask her out? It's like, well, because I don't know, she wouldn't really, you know, go for me and it wouldn't work. Like you are obviously don't think very highly of yourself. You don't think that you have something to offer. Whereas for me on this end, of course, this is not meeting girls, but similar idea is, yes, I talk about how great my program is because it is great and it's awesome. and Everyone should know about it. And it's even great that I give you guys podcasts every single week. What, what a lovely exchange. And of course, I know that every single person who listens to this podcast doesn't get the hooked program or sign up for coaching. And that's fine. That's okay. I'm not expecting everyone to. It's not for everyone. And most of the people are just going to listen to the podcast. And great. And I hope everyone gets help. But of course, I have to offer it. So I'm sorry that out of my 32 minutes to 50 minute, sometimes hour podcast, that you have to struggle in the four to five minutes in the beginning. But you know, make, make a good point. Maybe I should start talking about it in the middle of the podcast, which sometimes I do. So anyway, lovely. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you unsubscribed. Clearly, the podcast wasn't helping you because I feel that even though there are probably guys who still are annoyed of it, I, I know that you know some of the advertisements and things like that are just kind of like, yeah, get on with them. They want to get on the podcast. I get it. I've, I listen to podcasts too. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, 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 I get it. Let's get to the podcast, right? Like you just want to get to it. But I still do it because I like the podcast and it's great. So I'm sorry that it didn't help you. And if you're listening to this, looks like you didn't unsubscribe and looks like you still like it. So that's pretty cool. Okay, anyway, um, I guess now would be the time maybe I talk about something that I offer because it can help you more. Well, I will. And it's my Hooked program. And I haven't talked about it as much as I talk my coaching program because the Hooked program is just a little bit different. It's like a self-coaching program. So it's something that you would do on your own. It's something that you would go through as an online course and be able to, like I said, do it on your own. So it's a whole course that you watch the videos and it teaches you everything A to Z. So you don't have to go through every podcast, right? That's the whole thing too is I love the podcasts. They're great. It only goes so far because there's 400 and at this point, 30 episodes. So there's so many episodes on this thing that it might be hard to put it all together and figure out, hmm, where do I start? Like, where do I begin this journey? And so that's what my Hooked program is. It teaches you what to do from the very beginning if you've never talked to a girl in your life and teaches you how female psychology works and how to meet women and attract women and have a dating life that you really like. And it's cool that it's available. And it's available to you. Getterhook.com. Check it out. Hope that helps. Okay, let's do it. Enough of my four to five minute self-promotion. Let's get into the episode. Here's my interview with Justin Ross Lee. What's up, Justin? Good to have you on the podcast, man. Glad you could make it. Trip, how are you? Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we were just talking uh, off the show and, and we were just chit-chatting and you were telling me a little bit about the fact that, well, you're an influencer. You know, you have a big following on Instagram. It's such a terrible um, I, term, Trip. I, I, I know. And I, I, I know used you to be okay. It. I hate it. I hate it because it's, it's, it's everything that's undesirable online put in a blender and just it, it comes out. It's just this pink sludge. It's just off. <laughs> we have a better name. No, I haven't. And if if I had, maybe I could influence with that that moniker. I'm I'm looking to come up with a much better term than influencer because it it's just a bubble that hasn't popped yet, and it, it probably should have. 
Yeah. Well, listen, either way, you do have influence, that's for sure. And you've met some interesting people. You've met a lot of celebrities. I was, I was saying this to you off show is that the reason why I reached out to you again, because I reached out to you a few years ago, and then we just dropped the ball on it to have you on the podcast was because I saw you on a million dollar beach listing on Netflix. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I know that guy. I'm like, I know that guy, Justin, like I reached out to him. And, and then I reached out to you again. And now you're here. So you have an interesting life and, and you meet celebrities. And I, I want to kind of continue the story that we were saying earlier, sure. because I think it's just so relevant in terms of meeting women and meeting people who you are kind of who the average guy might be scared to talk to. So you were mm. talking about the fact that that you've met Brad Pitt, you've sat next to him on a plane. Continue that story because that's interesting in terms of what your mindset was going into that. Sure. Well, look, I think the the most crucial part of this, and and this goes again, you nailed it. Beyond anyone that is famous or someone you want to attach yourself to, someone that you're attracted to, right? And I don't mean that physically, but someone that you want to attach yourself to, maybe you want a selfie with them, maybe you want a photo, maybe you want a great story to tell. But you have to realize this, no matter who, who it is, you need to make it different than every other interaction they've had with a fan or with somebody else that's trying to elevate themselves to their stature. So when I'm sitting down with Brad Pitt and clearly full flight, he really didn't have anywhere else to sit. It was a very unique situation. How often are you sitting in a uh, metal tube next to one of the uh, most recognizable people in the world? And they really can't go anywhere. They're kind of stuck talking to you. So like, look, how do, I, how do I get as much value from him and provide value in exchange? And part of that was not talking about him, right? So every interaction these celebrities have, people are talking about them. I like your movie. I liked when you were dating this person, that person. What was it like? At The last thing I've they ever want to talk yours about. For no, years. they don't want to hear that. Yeah. If you go up to a celebrity and tell them how much you like their work, you're automatically billed and branded a schmuck. And the celebrity can't get away from you fast enough. You go over a celebrity, you make them laugh, you crack a joke, or you tell them a personal anecdote about your life or something that is funny or something that's, that might not be relevant to them, is perfect. Because they hate talking about themselves. You talk about yourself all the time. You give interviews, magazines, all this shit. You don't want to talk about yourself. They want to be treated like a normal person. So why don't you take the opportunity to show them how abnormal you might be. <laughs> I like that. So do you remember what it was that you talked to Brad Pitt about? No. And, the, and that's how I know it was a brilliant conversation because I didn't stop talking about myself. And like anything, like any first date, what are you selling yourself, right? You're selling yourself the entire time. But I'm selling myself to Brad Pitt just to keep the dial, right? I'm just keeping him on the dial so that he doesn't go uh, you know, and, and pick up his magazine and start reading. Because I wanted as much FaceTime as possible. This is a unique experience to be able to have that much FaceTime with someone so notable. And of course, the stories and tabloids and everything else that follows. Right. No, absolutely. And when you were telling me this story, it just reminded me exactly of, this, of such a similar mindset you got to have when you're approaching a beautiful woman. Because sure. a, a lot, like I would probably say 90% of guys or more are approaching those women saying the exact same things. And usually it's something along the lines of talking about them. But guys never come into a situation like that talking about themselves. I have a whole system I, I teach Justin, uh, which is this TED system, which, which helps with attraction. And the E stands for entertainment. 
Mm-hmm. And when I say entertainment, I mean entertaining yourself and not the girl. And that's the whole idea is going into the conversation, not trying to get them to, to be like having this great time, but you having a good time and you enjoying it. And let's be honest, going into an interaction, even with Brad Pitt, just being like, oh, I've, I've seen all your stuff. and da-da. Is that really fun for you? Yes, you're enjoying the fact that you're in front of Brad Pitt. But how much more fun would it be if you actually did talk about yourself and did mention things that you were doing? And also, that just leads to this idea of unpredictability because that's not happening to Brad Pitt. That's not happening to a hot girl where mm-hmm. you know most guys are just doing the same thing over and over and it's just predictable and it's boring. Well, I couldn't agree more, Trip. I mean, I've always felt that going against the grain is the best recipe. If every interaction were a job resume, you need to make your paper a half inch taller so that it won't fit in with the rest of the pack. And, and so with a celebrity or with a really hot chick that's out of your league, saying something she's heard before will make her yawn. It will always will. It's never going to be something that is going to move the dial for her. So why are you doing what everyone else has done. It's okay. It's okay to take a very different approach. And I think it's the only way to actually be able to broach what you're really looking for, which is a value of, of, of an exchange of attraction, right? You're never going right. to even be able to reach that point unless you start peeling back the layers of the onion. You're never going to get a foot in the door if you keep saying the same cheesy shit that every other guy comes up with. It's a right to be different. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so let's... Because I know we kind of jumped in here, like in the middle of things, but maybe you can tell the guys who you are. I'm sure at least, you know, a percentage of guys listening is like, oh, yeah, I I know that guy, or I follow him on Instagram or whatever. But maybe tell the guys who you are and and how you built such a a big following and what you do and, and things like that. Sure. So this all actually happened by accident. All right. I've been public online for, well, well before Instagram started. But you know, go on there. Justin Ross Lee is my Instagram handle. And you know, I just showcase my life. I currently live in Koh Samui, Thailand. Girlfriend that I met here, we're in a relationship for four years. Two dogs. And uh, we're locked down here at the moment because of COVID. But I travel about uh, well over 200,000 miles a year with my girlfriend. And I showcase not just lifestyle, but you know, I wrote a book called Don't You Know Who I Think I Am? Confessions of a First Class Asshole. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of synergies. You know, I, I read some of the stuff that you put out there, Trip, and a lot of the chutzpah, a lot of the, the metho- methodologies and a lot of the things you teach, I think there's a lot of crossover. So my book was basically about defining the line, tiptoeing over it, and basically being a social assassin. There's definitely some dating components in it. There's a chapter in my book specifically about dating, but nothing as deep as, as what you've done, laws of attraction. It's nothing as scientific. It's more so just personal anecdotes. I'm curious if there's anything in that chapter or just in general in terms of dating and things that maybe you can share that have helped you. Like, Yeah, I understand you're not a dating coach and, and that's not something that you teach guys, but... I'm just curious if there's anything that you've picked up. I mean, it's interesting, right? It's like you do have a persona of being this kind of asshole, right? Like you've, you've put that out there. That's truth in advertising, right? You know, instantly, I'm not pretending to be something that I'm not perceived as. But to answer your question, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I want to start by saying, and I'll probably get some backlash, but your online persona is more important than your in-person persona. At least initially, 
especially in a COVID world where, you know, and I think COVID's a dating accelerator. It's never been easier and, or more acceptable to qualify yourself online. You know, it makes you trustworthy. It makes you affable and makes one feel safe. But I think it's, it's absolutely essential to pre-sell yourself in, the, in that attribute and perhaps set the bar really low. If a woman thinks you're an asshole online, aren't you going to be incredible when she realizes you're a little less of an asshole in person? So how does one do that? Well, I think you know the first thing to do is is curtail your your Instagram, curtail your your Facebook, and and all all of your online social handles. Instagram is your billboard, right? It's your qualifier, and a lot of guys don't realize that they are the curators of their own art museum. And my advice to them would be: don't hang up the paintings that shouldn't be in the museum. I think differentiating yourself by leaving different messages than other guys would be leaving. You know, it, it, it's so cheesy. You take a photo of the gym and a cheesy caption. Why don't you do this? If you're going to have 100 photos out there and they're not all perfect, curate your own social media. Put up 20. Put up a fifth of what you think you have to share. I'd rather people share less and share higher quality of what they're sharing than mm-hmm. share more of the same garbage. Because you're yeah, not... because you're competing quality with over quantity else. here. Absolutely quality over quantity. Especially since we're dealing with people that have, you know, we all have this, right? We have less than a five second uh, attention span. You need to get your best material out there, your best thing on the front page, right? It's like, what's the most important thing about you online? It's the front page of Google. So why don't you have your best top 20% of photos, not on your phone, but the top 20% of photos that you added, you make sure they're absolutely perfect so that you're able to qualify yourself as. You know, this is a person that's either successful or this is a person that that I think um, might add to my value system, or this is someone that's aspirational to date, right? So you'll see on my on my social media, Justin Ross Lee on on Instagram, it's all photos of me flying first class with with bottles of champagne. And yes, I do it with a girlfriend now. I'm dating this incredible girl, Canadian. I can't recommend dating Canadians anymore. You know, I, I just really an incredible species of women up there. But it's the type of thing that you should, you should always be, if you're in a relationship or not, you should always be making sure that your social media and everything you put out there is of the highest quality. And if it's not, put out less and just make whatever it is you're putting out there, the top 10% or the top 20% of your media, make it really good quality. It's not a lot of guy, work. what do you think that is? Like, what do you think... Like- you know, what is that quality? What does that look like? You know, and, and again, remember, you're talking to guys who are, you know, 18 to 50 years old, single men who are trying to be attractive and trying to attract women. So what do you think that looks like? So it's a great question. I think it's whatever it is that I think represents you, right? So what are you? How, how do you attribute you, yourself? You know, you asked me to describe myself in, in two sentences. What is it about you that makes you unique? Are you a are you a tattoo artist? Are you a do you ride motorcycles? What do you do that's that's unique about you? And how do you become a little bit more unique than anyone else in that in that sect? Anyone else that you might be competing with? Anyone else that might be showing up to the same interview as you that day? So uh, I think it's difficult for me to tell other people that are very different than me how I would change them or how they should change themselves. But I think what do that you do. Well, I, I think what I've done is I've added a little bit more identity to the character, right? 
and I've used destinations. And I haven't, I haven't put it all out there. You know, I wrote a book. You, you're an author as well. I didn't spill the beans ahead of time. Everything was, was, a, was a sizzle, right? Everything was a preview for what's to come. And I think that's what an online persona, be it Instagram, Facebook, or whatever dating app you're using, I think that's what it needs to be. It needs to be a sizzle. It needs to be a trailer to the movie itself. They don't get that movie until they're on a date with it. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the highlight reel. It's the, it's the interesting things that, that you're doing. What if you're a guy, though, who's listening to this podcast, you're 25 years old. You have a pretty average job as an accountant. You live in Kentucky, and you just don't have things going on. Do you have any advice for that guy? Like, I mean, it's because it seems like Justin, you are a guy who's really made his own. You know, like doesn't seem like things were given to you. Like you created this, and you hustled this, and you built it brick by brick, like your persona. And so I'm curious if you can share with the guys, like what. What can that average guy do if he's not doing anything crazy or or has an interesting life that he believes is interesting? What can that guy do? Any thoughts there? Great question. Two words: be captivating. It doesn't matter if you're swinging from trees and you've got this incredible lifestyle and uh, you, you live life like Richard Branson, or if you're you're a guy from where did you say Kentucky? Sorry, it's been a while yeah. since I've been in America. I usually fly over those states. <laughs> But you're, look, you're, yeah, it, just a, a normal state. You hey, know. look, I, I live on a tropical island and I see men clean up on this island. They absolutely clean up with chicks on this island because they're unique and they pander to the audience, right? And they're captivating to whatever their pond is. So if you're in, if you're in the Kentucky dating scene, you don't need to approach this like, like you're a big swinging dick from New York because you're not. There's nothing wrong with being a medium to large fish in a small pond. That's your dating circle. That's, that's your scene. Even if you don't make a lot of money, even if you don't have a great job and you're not impressed by local or popular con- convention, I think being captivating, being different, and I, it would be really, really surprising to me that anyone that went as far as to subscribing to Utrip doesn't have it in them to create a stylish persona, right? No, I, you're right. You're, they, you're they've taken a good right. first step, right? There's a lot, there's a lot of people with... You know, sitting around, they don't need, they don't have the balls to listen to something like this, or even try and and reach certain pinnacles that otherwise they wouldn't be able to reach. If but not for learning from other people, I think that's the first step. For me, in my microcosm, this is not accessible to everyone, especially in a COVID world. But I've always thought that what you do is a lot less important than where you've been, and I mean that in a geographical sense, but I also mean that in a spiritual sense as well, right? And don't worry, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not here doing yoga and drinking the Kool-Aid, you know, in Thailand here. I'm, I'm very much approaching this from, from a New York City state of mind. But I also know that, look, I, I, write, I write about this uh, at length in my book, and it's become more and more true over time. Travel and experiences are the new bottle service. No one gives a shit about how big your bottle is and, you know, the nightclub. All, that, all that's over. It's done. I think experiences and where you've been is much more important than what you do. And I live in Southeast Asia. It's not much more expensive here to take a girl out on a date than it is in Kentucky. That I guarantee. Yeah. No, that, that's interesting. I'm kind of analyzing this here. It, it makes sense, right? It's like women want to see that you're doing something. It's not even about, and you, you know, you said it, you're almost saying experiences over 
things, right? Like Absolutely. it's one thing if you're if you're like sitting next to your you know really expensive car, but ten pictures of that versus you know one picture of, or, of you doing something cool, just an interesting experience, is probably more powerful. You People know, overshare. They overshare, yeah. and no one gives a shit that you changed a tire if it's not an aspirational photo. Don't put it on there because I guarantee there's cooler shit you did that month. And why are you oversharing? If you want to have a, a you know a public page and then a different handle for your friends that aren't going to judge you, because let's be real, 2020 people judge each other and they look on social media first. The moment a girl might be interested in you, what does she do? She shows her friends your social media handle. She's not showing text messages. She's saying, the girl says, all right, who is he? What does he look like? And immediately they're pulling up an app. Yeah, what's his Instagram? That's the What's question. his Instagram? What, what's his, what's his what's Instagram? His in, right. Is he on it? Like, so what is it? Like, it's your, you got to assume. Exactly. What's your Instagram? So, you know, and, and I think how it's shot is more important than what you look like or how tall you are or how much money you make. It's, it's basically how interesting are you? How interesting are That's what Instagram is. How interesting are you? Because, and I, I'll, let's go back to that museum analogy, right? Don't be hanging up paintings that shouldn't be in your museum. If you're the curator of your own identity online, why are you hanging up these shitty paintings, right? If they can't make it into the museum, put it into a back room. And I think, you know, differentiating yourself online and through Instagram is the only way to do it. Don't be one of a thousand guys within your town that, that have the same thing going on online. Because unless you're using and adding, unless you're adding some identity to your character, and everyone plays a character online if they know it or not, the smart ones know it and they curtail their skills. But they, you have to let social media be your dating and lifestyle resume. Unless you've nailed that down, I really don't think you should have very high aspirations because the first thing is what's his Instagram? That's it. So why aren't you yeah. catering to that audience? You're not. You should right. be. No, you're right, and and I've seen some, you know, some Instagrams of uh, some clients and and just some some general people, and and they're just not good. You know, it's like mm. weird pictures, just I don't even know, just random pictures of of random things. Like it doesn't really make sense. Some of the pictures of of, of the guy is not optimal to to what they could be looking like. Sure. And at that point, I'm just like, get off of Instagram. Like, you know, you're not even really using it and you have like five crappy pictures, you might as well just be off of it. You know, it's like delete it, get off it. If you're not ready to like put some effort into it and you're not really using it, it I don't know, make a burner account if you really yes, want to follow people yes. and that's it. And you bring something up that's pretty interesting, Trip. It's not an even keel. Right. So if remember you're you're attracting women or you're you're trying, you're looking at women, you meet a girl online, you see her Instagram. I guarantee she's put more thought into her Instagram than the equivalent looking guy of the same age put into his. And that's why it's not an even, you know, the even playing field is investing a little bit more in your image online. And I think it's as important to do that than investing in your image in person, at least initially. And maybe if you're not the most worldly person in the world, be a little bit more global. I think there's never been a better time in, in history to be a bit more global, especially now. And my MO is all about travel. You go on my Instagram, you'll see that. But travel's an aphrodisiac to women. It really is. 
it's not, all right, where have you been? It's where else have you not been? And that I think really moves, moves the needle for women. And, you know, as an expat that lives in Thailand, and I'm, I'm not in the dating seat anymore, but, you know, I met my girlfriend here four years ago. And so I was in the dating scene on a, on a tropical island, and it was very interesting. But what I learned first and foremost is that worldly people fuck worldly people. They just do. Interesting. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's it's that idea of of equivalent value, right? It's like if you're doing cool stuff, you're going to attract a, a a woman who's who's well. I'm sure a lot of women want to be part of that, but you'll attract a higher caliber of woman. Absolutely. You know, it's like, and your, very much, your attraction increases. Absolutely. You get more opportunity. And very possibly outside of your league. And I think that's what most of your audience is looking for, right? Why are we here? Any, you know, look, it's it's not that anyone that is listening to your podcast and anyone that you've helped in uh, you know through your tor- tutorials and through your lesson plans, it's that people don't want to compromise their own standards, I guess. And this is a great way to not have to do that, right? Be a little bit more worldly. And I don't mean that specific to travel. I just think that it's much easier to attract a woman based on that denominator because it's, it's, it's so trending right now, especially considering a world where no one can really travel. And right. if you come from a town and no one really leaves and you're going, you're, you want to attract women that live in your town, Holy shit, does that not make you look a little bit more attractive than the other guy that she might have dated or might have been interested in? And if you're not able to compete on the standard metrics, this is a great thing to add to your bargaining mix. Yeah. No, 100%. I like that. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, just to come back to the idea, women like guys who are doing something, mm-hmm. you know, who are doing something, who are into something or interested in something. You know, there was another guy I had on on this podcast, and he and he talked about Instagram. He said one of the things you want on your Instagram is for it to look like you're on a rocket ship, meaning like you're going somewhere, because women are captivated by that. Like, oh, like he's on his way upwards, and they want to be part of that. And I think all the things that you're saying here, Justin, really connects with that concept. Is like, you know, if you're whatever traveling, or you're into I don't know building things, or you're into like craft beer, whatever, like whatever it is you're interested in that you do, or you're working on something or you have projects, like you can post pictures of that stuff. Cool ones, of course, that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, he's, he's doing stuff. He's not just like sitting around doing nothing, being creepy. And there's something appealing to that. Like, you, like they, they're intrigued by that. And I think all of that, and especially you, you're on this other level, Justin, where you're doing a lot of crazy things that people don't normally get to do. So, you know, women are like, whoa, that's or women and men are like, that's interesting. Like, it's more of a fantasy. But of course, not everyone can do what you're doing. You know, that's just on a whole new other level and a different type of lifestyle that not a lot of guys do. But like you're saying, it doesn't mean it's not obtainable. Like you can still do things just on a on a on a smaller level, but that could still be big enough if you're that guy in Kentucky, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and I think your example before, your guy in Kentucky, you work at McDonald's, wherever you work, that shouldn't define you because you can't compete at that level. 
right? No one gives a shit if you're, you know, what you do at McDonald's, unless you work at, you know, a, a corporate, it's, it's not impressive uh, to a woman. So I think, uh, I think it's important for people to repurpose themselves, right? So I don't identify myself as a guy that works at McDonald's. I identify myself as a guy that just does that, but this is my real passion. And this is what's going to move the needle for, for you. And this is what makes me interesting. And, right. uh, and, and be passionate about anything. And I think what's really key, and we touched on this a little bit, but I really want to drive this home, Trip, is you need to pander to your audience. And so when you look at the type of content that women put out there, men typically online do not put out compatible content. And if you're using medium like Instagram to try and lure women in and to try and attract them, and you're not operating on the same level, it's not a fair fight and you're not going to come out on top. Right. hundred percent. Wow. Now I'm thinking I want to go back into my Instagram and start deleting some pictures. Yeah. Get rid of all <laughs> the old stuff. And you know, look, again, this is, this is Instagram is, is an art museum and you're the curator and you need to approach it like that. And I think that so many women are, ha- have nailed this. And the, you know, so many women absolutely get this right to the extent that when a guy actually meets the woman, they're like, oh my God, I wish I could just date her Instagram persona. She was so much hotter online. And it's right. not, it's not just right. the photos. It's, not the, it's the allure of her. Maybe she was quirky online. Maybe she was deep online. And then you meet her and she, you know, she's acting like a bimbo in person. So everyone's able to wear this mask and because everyone is wearing a mask, it's no longer a mask. You have to just keep up with whatever the popular medium is at the moment and make sure that you're presenting yourself better than anyone else. If it's a resume paper online, it needs to be a quarter inch uh, taller. It's like any job interview. You need to appeal yeah. to that. Yeah. Let's talk about confidence for a second and this idea of just kind of going after what you want. Mm-hmm. You seem like a guy who has a lot of natural confidence is pretty fearless, especially from some of the stories you were telling me before we started recording this podcast. I'm curious, were you always like that? Did you have to tap into that? Maybe that grew over time. You you definitely got some balls. And I'm curious uh, where that all came from. Yeah, well, it's definitely learned behavior, right? So growing up, I really did not have confidence, did not have friends, didn't have anything. And um, kind of was in boarding school in, in New Hampshire. And there weren't a lot of women in the school. There were a lot of guys. And it wasn't until this most incredible girl came in. It was in this school was three quarters guys. And this incredible woman came in, this girl, I guess, at the time. And I knew I needed to... Everyone was trying to get after this girl. Everyone was, was going for her. And I knew I needed to do something differently. So I just... I, I don't know if it was peacocking, whatever you would call it. You're 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 much better with the, with the lingo, but I was just doing the opposite of whatever anyone else was doing, and it was started to work. I don't even know what that opposite was. I don't know what guys were doing, but I knew that by doing everything that anyone else was doing at the time, I never would be able to, um, I guess, to compete because I didn't have that self confidence. But I realized that with with a little bit of spontaneity. And a little bit of, I don't really give a shit what happens, will build the confidence and motivation that will naturally start becoming part of your id. And um, I think you kind of have to socially hit rock bottom, Trip, right? I think you have to hit rock bottom so you realize, look, 
I have absolutely nothing to lose politically or socially. I'm just going to do something so different. And if it doesn't work, guess what? I'm better off that it didn't work because I realize I can cross it off the list and I can try something else. But it's not easy. You got to really reach down and squeeze your matzo balls. That's for sure. <laughs> I like that. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious. What are some of your, your biggest failures in life? And, and how did you learn from them? Sure. I'm sure there's something out there. And feel free to, to get vulnerable here because I think a lot of the guys listening will really appreciate it. Yeah. So I've crossed a lot of lines and I've offended a lot of people. And this is the era of offend. It's very easy to offend people. And I've purposefully done this, right? And uh, when I was, when I had a really decent run in New York and I, I lived there after grad school for about um, eight, nine years. And this was before I ever imagined moving to Thailand. And I couldn't get in. I write about this at length in my, in my book. I couldn't get into nightclubs, right? Because I just didn't, I didn't have money and I didn't, I, I couldn't buy bottles and I couldn't really figure this out. And so, I implored something that I write about in my book on page 130. It's called the full circle approach. And I'll give you an example of what this is. But the full circle approach is screwing up so badly, like really, really, like memorably badly. You screw up in public and you have a meltdown. You do something so badly that an apology, an unexpected apology becomes an avenue to show hubris and the quality of your character. So I'll give you an example. There's this really famous doorman in New York that has run every door. His name is Was Stevens. And Was is a legendary, he's an actor too, legendary doorman. And I remembered that I, this guy would never let me into a club. He's working Avenue, one, I could never get in any of these clubs in New York. And you know, this was important to me at the time, right? That's part of my value systems, how you picked up hot chicks, every hot chick in Manhattan getting dressed up and going to nightclubs. It was really, really important in Manhattan. And I realized this guy didn't know me. He wasn't going to let me in. I didn't have, you know, the most, I didn't have money. I wasn't buying, you know, tables. I didn't come with, come, come with women. So what did I do? I purposefully got into an argument with him. This is part of the full circle approach where I, I basically did the opposite of what any other guy would do. Everyone's complimenting. Everyone's, every, everyone's proverbially sucking this guy's dick. And I'm like, yo, man, your shoes are absolutely tragic. Right. And this, you know, where, oh man, what, what the hell is the matter? You know, I was giving him shit before he even had an opportunity to deny me. And the reason I did that is because I wanted to qualify myself so that I could even be remembered. Because if somebody doesn't remember you, you have about a 0% chance of getting over to the other side of their acceptance. So I realized that this guy, you know, he, he had a shop, he had a tattoo shop downtown. And I knew where I was able to find him outside of his nightlife doorman domain. So after I screwed up and I had this temper tantrum of insults outside of his, his nightclub that people never speak to him that way, I went up to him in his you know, tattoo shop. It was the last place I belonged. I was hanging out at a tattoo shop down in the village in Manhattan. But I go up there and I said, look, I just came here to apologize. I don't know what the hell came over me. And I brought him a gift and everything. I said, look, I'm not coming back to your club. I don't expect you to ever let me in there. But oh my God, was I embarrassed. I just had to come down and say, I am so sorry you put up with enough shit. And by the way, by the end of this you know, five-minute apology, he was so shocked by it. Not only did he remember me, my name, 
But I purposefully walked by not to go to his club. And he invited me in. The velvet rope just dropped because he was so shocked that I wasn't kissing his ass. And I was apologizing. I just had a good nature. And I was showing, you know, part of my character. I mean, lo and behold, the whole thing was, was, was unbelievable manipulation when you think about it. But it worked. And so he got the respect that he thought he deserved. And I got into the club and I was able to elevate my personality. I was elevate my stature, taking photos in the club with celebrities and hanging out with chicks and, and tables and promoters. And ultimately, it didn't really matter. So many girls at promoters' tables, you just kind of you know, get drunk and laid anyway. And the only suckers in the place are the ones funding the whole thing. I mean, so it was, it was a perfect storm of yes. And I, I, you know, I, I did that in more than one place in New York and more than one operator. And it was, it was really successful. And I think you could pretty much do that. If you're going to lose, offend your way out of the situation anyway, right? If you're, if you're in a lose-lose situation, you better walk out of there, not with your tail between your legs. The worst thing that happens, you can't lose twice, right? No one can tell you no twice. It's binary, yes or no. So you better say no so loud that you're going to remember you said no in the first place because then I have the opportunity to perhaps change that no into a yes by doing something that's totally out of left field. Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great story. It's funny because I knew it was going to end with that. I could just tell where this was going. Not really a, a big failure, but a, but a great story and something very interesting. I'm curious, has that happened? Have you used that uh, a bunch more times in your life? Well, it doesn't really translate so well in Thailand here, no. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I have in certain certain stances and certain circumstances, you know, I'm not conventionally un, uh, employable, so I've never really used it in business. Anyone that transacts with transacts with me kind of knows what they're in for. But I think in terms of social latitude, in terms of um, forming and forging relationships, it can be important, provided you're trying to jump levels. Right. So if you're trying to reach pinnacles that otherwise you wouldn't be able to access to because of whatever your social stature is, it's an easy way to elevate yourself with very minimal risk. I've done this. I mean, I remember I was, I was sitting on a flight next to uh, Ashley Olson, who was like one of the worst, most vapid people you could, you could possibly spend six hours next to on a flight from Los Angeles to New York. And everyone was kissing her ass. And I remember halfway through, like, I kind of like insulted her hair. I said, oh, nice plain hair or something. You know, and she was like so outraged. No one ever ever spoken to her that way. And instead of being, oh, this guy's a dick, she had to find out more of why I felt like it was okay to speak to her that way. So she was more engaging in the conversation than I ever would have been. And it's, it's, like, it's like being on an interview and reversing the roles it only works if the person doesn't realize you're now interviewing them. This is, um, so the, I don't know if you've heard of this. Have you heard of the technique called negging? No. Okay. So there's a pickup technique called negging, which is pretty much what you're describing. And it's like a backhanded compliment. It's kind of like a tease. But I would say it's a little bit more harsher than a tease, which is basically what you're talking about. And the reason why you do it and why it works is because no one's talking to a girl that way. Mm -hmm. So it kind of subconsciously says to them that you're on their level because you're not kissing their ass, right? So 
it takes uh, you got to do it right. I don't I don't condone it because it doesn't like you gotta you gotta be Justin Ross like you just you have to because you know how to do it and how to do it correctly so it doesn't bite you in the ass. So I just I I try to warn guys. It's like this works, but if you don't do it with confidence and you're just doing it as a technique, you're going to be screwed. For you, Justin, I could see that working because this is your persona, anyways, and you're a very charismatic guy. So, like, even if it kind of goes wrong, you can come back from it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I think it should go wrong at least a, a number of times. Otherwise, you're not doing it right. I think you need to fall. It's like doing stand up, right? You need to fall flat on your face a couple times before you can even consider being good at it. I understand it from from a you know from a dating perspective how that works and kind of insulting people or a backhanded compliment is highly effective to people that have their ass kissed all the time. And it's not just people in, you know, important high positions. It's hot chicks, right? So when you look at the the quality of a character of a hot chick, and I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for saying this too. But hot chicks have it so much easier than chicks that aren't hot, right? So a chick that is smoking hot probably doesn't know what it feels like to open a door. And so a girl like this, you're not going to impress by opening the door. And if you think you're going to, you're going to wait an extra five seconds to open the door. This creep waited an extra five seconds for me. I I want nothing to do with him. I think you, you have to adapt and adjust to whoever it is. It is you're trying to attract and do the absolute opposite that you see any other guy doing to that person. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? All the all the common advice out there, just like it doesn't work. You have to go the opposite. You have to go the opposite way, or or you don't. Maybe you don't have to go the opposite way. You know, if you have a lot of money and and you're six foot six, and and, you know, and and you just got a chiseled jaw, and and you're you're Greek god. Maybe being boring is okay. Maybe saying, "Oh hi," you know, uh, you know, and, and doing the absolute conventional shit that doesn't work for anyone else. Maybe that works for you, but nine times out of ten, it's best to it's best to go against the grain. It really is. So listen, yeah, no, listen, you're right. Like if you are that exact description, being nice is going to be fine because a woman is just going to you know go to those uh, more outer qualities, so to speak. But here's the thing: if you're six foot six, really rich, jacked, chiseled jaw. And you do all the personality stuff that we're talking about, you're unstoppable, right? Because yeah. now you have it all. Because that goes a further way. It's like, yeah, you can probably attract a lot of girls, but if you were able to really be really charismatic and have the personality that that isn't boring, I mean, you would just be skyrocketing. So that's what I say to guys who are not your typical attractive guy and you don't feel like you're that attractive guy and whatever it is, is... Yes, you going up to a girl and just kind of being nice, it might not work that well and it's going to be boring. But if you come in with that personality, with all the stuff that you're talking about and do the opposite, then it's going to work you know, amazing. So I say to guys, like, look your best, dress your best, work out, do all the things you can do. Of course, you can't make yourself six foot six, but you can at least make yourself look as good as possible. And then you work on the personality to be able to get the rest you know, and, and make it really work for you. And I think that's what you're talking about here. Absolutely. And, and one thing, uh, and this should go without saying, but I'm afraid it's not said enough. Laugh at yourself. 
laugh at yourself. You have to. You absolutely have to laugh at yourself and poke fun over these ridiculous social ideals, right? You have to ride that line between, is this guy being serious or is he being funny? Or, you know, you have to be mysterious and enough so that women are holding on to every word that you say instead of just going through the motions. And I think you have to commoditize your character and or your persona online. And it's not an easy thing to do, but you give up absolutely nothing by trying to do that. Every, right. try, every time you try and do it, and every time you get outside of your comfort zone, I think no is so much better than getting a yes. It really is. I, I strive for no. If you're not getting no's, you're not doing well enough. And you're not, you're not, yeah. try, you're not trying... Uh, well, you're trying too hard, I guess, depending on where you sit. Right. Hey, real quick, I'm sure you have an answer to this because you post a lot of pictures and you get a lot of comments and likes. What type of picture do you get the most traction on? I know this is going to be different for everyone, but I'm curious because I have an answer for my Instagram profile. I know there's like a couple types of photos that when I put up, tons of comments or at least tons of likes versus maybe other types. What's that for you on your Instagram? It's interesting, right? So, you know, I, my girlfriend, Candace, God bless her, is, uh, is, is showcased, I guess. She's featured. She's in a lot of the photos. And those photos do really well. But look, my Instagram and my social media is all about travel and aspirational stuff. But I think that more important than the photo itself, and more important than the way you look in the photo, is the background of the photo, right? So photos should... An Instagram post should never be treated like, okay, this is a photo of my face. It should be, I'm in the background somewhere. This is a photo, but the photo has nothing to do with my face. The photo has to do with everything that is in the background, be it you know the scenery, be it any of the props in the background. And I mean, this is advanced level Instagram stuff, but it doesn't cost a lot of money. And it's something that pretty much anyone can do with average you know, uh, things that you have in your life or in your house. Just kind of organize the post. And also, I think the, most, the biggest driver for engagement on a post is writing the caption first, then capturing the photo. And everyone does it differently. Everyone does that backwards, right? So what, what do you do? You take a photo and then, holy shit, what, 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 what's the caption? What are the captions? What's the hashtag? What am I going to write? Well, why don't you come up with an ingenious caption and then you know, create the photo? Do it like they do uh, you know, on TV, right? Come up with a storyline, then shoot it. I mean, if you want to get really serious about your Instagram and you want to have engagement and you want to showcase your shitty or funny personality, do it that way. Completely flip it upside down. I like that. I like the, the, the against the grain advice there. I never thought about that. Yeah, write the caption, then fulfill it. And then I, I, that's very interesting. So you said something awesome is happening, but you got to be in it. So it's like, don't take a picture of just you and like your face, and you kind of don't know what's going on. Don't take a picture of just some random scenery. Combine the two. It's like, so they can see that. That makes sense to me. That seems like that would be really powerful because it's like, oh, okay. Here's Justin or here's Trip, and whoa, look what he's doing. It doesn't really matter how big you are in the picture as long as it's you in the picture of something interesting happening. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And if we get back to the one of the first things I said at the beginning of the podcast is you need to 
absolutely make it about them, not you, right? Unless you're sitting next to Brad Pitt where you should make it about you, not them. But you should not be making it about what you look like in the photo because look, everyone, everyone's got a face. Everyone's got four limbs. What's important is what's in the background and how does this portray qualities about you and your life? Or how does this signify or, or showcase your lifestyle or your value system? How basic or as bougie as it is? How does this convey your, your attitude, your perceived arrogance, or the quality of your character, right? And so every photo that you take or every Instagram post, and this should be very easy trip, right? Because instead of uploading 100 photos, you should be uploading the best 10. And that's the top 10% of what you have to share online. And this is if you're serious about taking your social media seriously. And you should be considering, you know, one of the first things we said was, look, when a woman is interested in potentially going on a date with you, what does she tell her friends? This is the guy and the girl says, okay, what's his Instagram handle? So you've got five seconds to impress that friend. You're not actually selling the girl you're going out with because girls typically ask their friends. You're, you're, you're approaching a committee and you have to kind of post according to that, especially right. if you're a guy that's trying to accelerate and reach levels and be able to date women that they, you, know, you might not even otherwise be able to attract. So if it's a photo of me, for example, and I'm traveling, the photo is not really about me. The photo is about the plane taking off in the background. The photos about the symmetry, the photos about the color, the photos about what I'm drinking, right? The photos about something else that might be a prop, be it champagne, be it an animal in the photo, something else that that people can start a you know discussion with, and also not being afraid to offend people in the caption or uh, or do anything like that. You know, everyone's hypersensitive and. If you offend a girl, it's so easy. You, you, I think you've already made your mark. The worst thing you could do is say something derogatory to a woman and have her not care. I mean, it's true. It's, it shows a lot of confidence. The fact that you, when you do things that show that you don't care, that shows that you're like not desperate, you're not needy, you're not trying so hard. But when you don't care, that's like, whoa, what's going on with this guy that he is, you know, I mean, again, doing the opposite of like what every other guy is doing. It's intriguing. And don't tiptoe around it. And don't don't tiptoe around it ever. Don't be afraid to offend within reason. And, you know, use that full circle approach. And, um, you know, screw up so badly. And then, you know, with a heartfelt apology, become someone that uh, she would never expect you to be. And that shows the, the, the colors of the quality of your character. And that's what helps you stand out in this online resume of dating, especially in the COVID era. There's never been a better time. There's never been a better time to date right now. Awesome. Justin, this was really fantastic. So interesting being able to, to just talk to you and, and chat about you know, some of the things that you've learned and, and some of the things that have worked for you and just in terms of women and life and and of course, you know, social media and then online persona. So just want to thank you for taking the time for being on here. And if guys want to learn about you, I'm going to put the Instagram in the, uh, in the show notes. But also, 
where can people get your book if they want to read your book? Sure. Uh, just uh, on Amazon, Justin Rossley on Amazon, the book will come up. Give me a follow or drop me a message on Instagram at Justin Rossley. Look, man, you know, I, I, a lot of admiration, respect for what you're doing. It's, it's very interesting. Dating on, uh, on a tropical island gives you a lot of perspective. There's nothing that you can't do regardless of what town you're from or what you do for a living. It's just reinventing the perception of who you are. It's really cool that you, uh, you've been teaching this for as long as you've been. Cool, man. Thanks. I appreciate that. And yeah, you're, I, I agree with that 100%. Great note to leave on the fact that it's never too late. So that's, uh, that's awesome. What do you Appreciate have to lose? It. You got nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you know, you know, if you're already down, the only place to go is up. You know what I'm saying? So might as well try something. Guns are blazing. Leave guns are blazing. What's the difference? If you're going to lose, you better lose really big. I like that. That's great. Thanks, man. Thanks a bunch for being here. And uh, maybe we'll have you on in the future and talk about some more stuff. Appreciate it. Thanks, Trip. Great talking to you. You too.